0: As we stood with Blackout Tuesday, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's Wednesday, June 3rd, and we're going to open with a quote from Thomas Hardy. Poetry is emotion put into measure. The emotion must come by nature, but the measure can be acquired by art.
1: Welcome, Renato. Thanks for joining us today. You're from Queens, and you're a musician, poet, collector, gamer, and vlogger. Seems like you're a man of many talents.
2: Uh yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. Mm. Um. So, what you're part a- of in Queens are you from? I'm curious. Uh. So. So I actually live out in uh, Jamaica. Um, Jamaican sort of like the heart of the like heart of Queens, like kind of near like Elmhurst, I would say. Mm. Cool. Hmm yeah
1: interesting so you're a musician um what instrument or instruments do you play
2: um pretty much vocals guitar and piano uh, but more emphasis on vocal and songwriting um i was 11 when my sister bought a very cheap and inexpensive guitar and taught me how to play uh, torn by natalie Imbruglia. Uh, when I went when I went to college, <laughs> I studied uh, music performance and theory and was taken under uh, Jeffrey Broderson, who was a music director at QCC at the time, who now teaches piano at Princeton and is director of uh, piano studies at Hunter College. Um, I was, yeah, I was supposed to follow him to Hunter after my AS degree, but as it happened, you know, life kind of got in the way.
1: As it usually does. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's funny because my next question is going to be:
2: Are you self-taught?
0: But I guess yes and no. Yes
2: and no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, I've seen on Instagram that you post up videos of yourself covering songs. I'm guessing you also now write your own songs too, because you have you, you just said you do write some music.
2: Uh, yes, actually, um, I I actually really enjoy songwriting. Um, At times, especially if I can get some sort of, like, melodical, you know, stroke Uh, of genius and God willing have some type of, like, device or pen and paper to jot it down immediately. Otherwise, you know, I'd lose that, that quote-unquote, like, storm of inspiration type of thing, so. I
0: think I remember you saying that you used to play live shows. Yeah. Um, do you still play them and, or, and if not, like, do you miss playing
2: them? Do I miss playing shows? Um... I miss the camaraderie behind it, like people coming together, especially if there were open mics and you got to network and hang with other people who are also working like, you know, really diligently on their craft. I miss that for sure.
0: Yeah, it's like a different feeling, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, it's, I I really miss it a lot, (laughs) actually. Well, yes and no. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Speaking of um, playing live shows, do you think you'd ever start doing it again, or do you see yourself sticking to primarily online performances?
2: Well, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I miss, like, the human element and even, like, the butterflies that come right before playing a set. Uh, but for now, because of, like, you know, what's going on with, like, our medical climate and stuff, like, I don't mind expressing myself, like, virtually <laughs> through music.
3: Mm. Yeah, you do a pretty good oh. job with that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So, um, you're a poet as well, uh, Do you, are there any poets you consider as your inspiration?
2: Um, believe it or not, I got into poetry as like a medium, only rather like recently, like a former colleague of mine, uh, Cherise, you can follow her on Instagram, on her page like Words Like Kisses, uh, one word, uh, was a catalyst behind like my inspiration for trying it out. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is there any particular style of poetry you enjoy writing?
2: Mm, mostly freeform. Um, I guess if you consider, like, songwriting as poetry, I'd probably believe that to be, like, my favorite because, like, songwriting has, like, this- has just this amazing way of limiting you but not limiting you by bars and time and, um, and all that stuff, so, so yeah.
1: Hmm. Have you ever stood at an open mic to recite your poems? And um, if not, would you consider it?
2: Mm, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I could. Honestly, to be honest, uh, I think I have such like a deep respect for like spoken word that it'd be. Mm. It would be. It would be hard for me to do it. Like I think to the point like I revere it so much that I do it justice by, you know, excusing myself from it. If that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) I think it's a certain level of vulnerability to kind of like really expose yourself and uh, connect the words, um, which I like to do in songwriting as opposed to like spoken word. But I, I completely respect it.
3: So as a writer, I can vouch that this has happened to me. So I'm curious, have you ever had a moment where you had a really good idea for a poem or a song in your head? And when you were ready to write it down, you forgot what it was. Or perhaps the idea changed from what your original thought was.
2: Yes, totally. Um, interestingly enough, it's it's sort of like an unspoken rite of passage that you have to get better at like fleshing your ideas before you lose that moment of clarity. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, for example, like John Mayer, who's like if who's one of if not like my favorite songwriter. Uh, he, uh, he quotes, like, when the moment is right, you just have to, like, really really channel what that idea is about. And then he quotes, like, saying, you have to stay there as long as possible in that pinhole of focus and just write as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree because, like, once, once that moment of clarity just kind of, like, flies by, I guess, it's really hard to kind of recover and just continue on uh, through it. So.
0: Are there any projects you're currently working on that you feel comfortable sharing with, or um, talking about?
2: Yeah, actually, um, I'm working on a vlog series that, like, that involves like my sister who visited back in February, uh, right before you know the, the world as we know it now happened. So I've been I've been working on that quite a bit, and um, um, I, it's probably going to be like maybe in four parts or so. Um, you can find it on my YouTube, you know, if you're curious about.
1: Vlogs in general, so uh, so yeah, so been working on that. Cool. Cool. Um, I know we touched on the uh, the social and health climate a little bit. Um, touching back on that, um, how do you feel about the pressure on artists to be more creative during this time? Do you does it encourage you to create, or do you feel like it's put a stop to that in a sense?
2: It's interesting. Um, from like a social standpoint, I, I would—I I, guess—I would say it's a—it's a blessing in disguise. Like, uh, as I find, like artists that can also tend to thrive while they're put in a box, like quote unquote, so to speak. Um, okay, okay. Think of it this way: it's as arbitrary as like a painter whose ability to express themselves—they're only limited by like what they what they can uh, do by technique, uh, the color paints they use, and the size of the canvas, right? So, I think pressure can be a good thing um, in that sense. So, yeah.
3: So I mean, you kind of just answered that. Um, you did say you were shared that you were working on the vlog. So I'm guessing, it's, besides the vlog, the music, the poetry, is there any other projects you're currently working
2: on? Um, I mean, currently it's mostly like it's mostly my vlogs on YouTube at the moment, as well as like some tidbits of things on like social media. Um, uh, but that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, um, been kind of just focusing on that, other than uh, other than just kind of like getting through the day the day to day, I suppose.
3: That's the tough part, right, I think, getting the day-to-day yeah. sound <laughs> When you're you, you stuck at home. <laughs> We're actually
0: in our fun questions section of the interview, which is usually, like, more of our
2: hangout. Oh, okay. All right. I mean... So I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I guess I was, like, short and <laughs> one... to the point, I suppose. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like... So these are cool because it's like, alright, we just we just walked out of this whole serious business talk. Let's let's have fun type oh, yeah. thing.
2: Okay. I'm with it. So, <laughs>
0: so let's see. If if uh, you weren't able to express yourself through music, let's say like that's not a thing, what do you think you would what is another way that you would be able to express yourself? And don't say poetry oh.
2: either. Oh. <laughs> okay that's a good one um if I had to find a way to express myself not through songwriting or not through poetry which are probably two of my most favorite things I probably would maybe uh I guess like maybe through my vlogs or like through video of some sort because I I do have I kind of I kind of like jumped into that actually on a whim and um I really enjoy the editing and creative process behind uh the frame by frame or the ideas behind why you film and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe I'd be a filmmaker mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but I think I'd, I think I'd do that.
0: That's pretty interesting. Film always is like one of those things that's like, I'd love to get into, but I, I feel like it's so, I guess you have the technical and there's so much to it. Oh
3: yeah.
0: That's, that's a pretty, a lot.
3: yeah, it's a pretty cool one to yeah. pick actually. I, Fun fact, I went to film school. Like I got my bachelor's in film studies. Like I think deep down inside that's always been like one of those passions that I you know, I've always wanted to get into. So like I i worked on a few projects, which is pretty fun. So I'm it's interesting that she said filmmaking because filmmaking is that is that like she you're saying it's like technical, but there's a lot of fun to it, you know? Like there's a thrill and adrenaline rush when you're on set and you're getting stuff done and there's a lot that goes to it. Yeah, I
2: think I think filmmaking would be really cool. Just because, like, I think growing up, I was I was so influenced by films. Um, anything, I guess, kind of creative-wise, like, I really kind of, like, attached myself to. So, like, yeah, I, I think I'd be a filmmaker. And that's cool. I didn't know that about you.
1: <laughs> um, if you're okay with sharing this, would you mind sharing the story about how you met your fiancé? I think it actually goes along with the sweet story with music. A uh, uh, music yeah. story, right? Yeah,
2: so... Okay, <laughs> so uh, late <laughs> 2009, I got into what was used to be called Blog TV um, because I was listening to and following like a local songwriter who was based in California. And lo and behold, I got to get really familiar with the tagging of myself frequently in chat rooms, whom she just so happens to listen to the same musicians I listen to at the same time. Um, and Blog TV was my way. And I think for a lot of people, the first platform that musicians were able to perform virtually. So they, they got on the camera, they played their songs, and were able to talk and communicate with their audiences via chat. And that's sort of how I met her in the beginning. Um, anyway, I, I, did, I did quite a bit of these like kind of like online performances through a blog TV. And uh, through that, I got invited to perform at like an all expenses paid songwriter showcase called uh, the Featured, Acu- uh, Featured Acoustic Playlist in San Diego. Where I uh, where I inevitably met my girlfriend, um, I would be the first and probably, in my own opinion, like believe that uh, song uh, that I'm sorry that long distance is hard and doesn't work. <laughs> so what did we do about it? You know, I I promised to love her unconditionally, and she sold her Toyota to Echo and moved out here in New York. So that's yeah, that's my also wow. oh sweet story of wow. how I met my girlfriend and how long distance <laughs> is too far. I
0: remember hearing mm-hmm. the story, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" <laughs> uh, I, you,
2: could, you, you can argue and say it's like, that it's "quote unquote" maybe movie quality. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds too good to be true. Maybe you I'm should write it down. True.
0: That sounds like you should turn it into like some sort
3: of short hey, film. Hey, might be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Be a, it, it's a, it would be a cute little project I mean some of the best projects are short films you know yeah. keep it under 8 minutes and you got a solid story I think there's something to powerful go. to
2: say about short films because like they can do so much in so little time and can still kind of like push that center and mm-hmm. impact um which which I like also
0: there's like that reminds me of like some of those like short film like Pixar short films mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like they're so I love those. I I love watching them as well and then there's some of them that are just like they get you like in the
3: feels
1: <laughs> like you're right like, in the feels.
3: Yeah, it's like Have you have you guys ever seen the one with the paper with the paper yes. airplane? That yes. one was that he's really trying to throw done. the paper airplane masterfully pizza. done. That was yes. beautiful. It's I great. love that one. Yeah. You know which one
0: got me off guard a little bit? The the bow
2: it's a mm. little oh, wow. cute I no. have not seen that <laughs> yeah. one, so I'm definitely gonna check that out <laughs> for sure. Yes, oh, it break, it'll yeah. break your heart. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Add it to It
0: definitely will. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing oh, yeah. that story
3: that's with okay. us. Yeah. So, you're a bowler. How long have you been bowling for?
2: Bowling. So I've been bowling for I guess like now six years. um been somewhat also like doing competition in like a small amateur circuit from time to time throughout Long Island along with my cousin who also bowls. So, um, so yeah, it, it's hard to believe that I've done it for that long considering it didn't feel that long.
0: <laughs> I think I saw you once with like a bowling shirt or like a bowling bag. I That's don't know. I right. Like, <laughs> When you bowl? That's yeah i was like oh wow <laughs> yeah like cool. if i'm not if i'm
2: not like editing video or if i'm not um doing any of the other things i like to do then i, I probably most likely be at the lanes for sure <laughs> that's awesome do oh yeah it right are now? you kidding me um i find myself like doing the motions like unconsciously like you know like walking around <laughs> and like you know my girlfriend thinks i'm crazy and i'm like uh you've never bowled before so whatever <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know what we got to do now? You guys got to get like those kitty bowling kits and make her like no, play with it's you not at home. The same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's right. Um have you ever bowled a perfect game?
2: Almost. Um it was actually during league season and in the final frame I I hit 8 instead of 10 and out of nervousness like, you know, you get like a second shot at it and I fouled on the second shot. So not yet. So uh and what that means is like, you know, when you foul, quote unquote, uh, you you step on the line that you're not that you're not supposed to cross, and that's what I did, <laughs> and I, I I didn't, yeah, I didn't think I would oh, get wow. that many in a row, but uh, Damn. but you know, almost, I'm almost there, so not yet. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean,
3: hopefully after the lockdown's done, maybe you could I mean, try it again. There's been a
2: ton of like uh, there's been a ton of people who have been bowling for years and years and years and never bowled a perfect game. It's actually really hard to do. It,
0: it seems like pretty precise too. From like, I mean like when you're bowling. Oh yes,
2: um, it's it's actually a very very deep and technical sport, um, which I like the mental the mental aspect of it, um, which is why I enjoy it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually like it's one of those I feel like hidden fun activities. <laughs> like let's say you're not a like a like a competitive oh, yeah. bowler, you know but it's it's definitely something that like brings people together like i've taken people bowling and i'm like oh we're gonna go bowling and it's like their first time and they're like oh it looks so boring like why why are we gonna go bowling (laughs) and then like they come out of it and they're like yo we gotta do this again and i'm like told you
2: yeah it's 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 something it's (laughs) one of those things you you get to experience and plus like it's always great to bowl with friends like you can't beat that experience for sure
1: can you tell us a little bit about um how you ended up in competitive bowling and what it's kind of like being in that world
2: um with any type of sport like um especially ones that you kind of get involved with your friends and family um uh you always try to outbest each other and uh we got we got to the point where Mm -hmm. we were we kind of looked at each other like hey we're actually pretty good um and one of my friends um who, lo- who now lives in Pennsylvania is a really close friend of mine. Actually, he he was like, hey, we should join like a beginner tournament and see what that's like. And it, would, it just it just so happens to be in our local house. Uh, we bowled that tournament. I had a lot of fun preparing for it. Um, and there is sort of like this increased amount of like hypersensitive amount of pressure that you feel because it's it's for money. There's um, there are other people watching. And you're trying to you're, you're trying to stay focused throughout all that pressure and um, yeah I kind of fell into that world and then I just couldn't I couldn't stop not getting you know that thrill of it in my system like I had to have it so um, so yeah so so yeah I mean mm-hmm. as of as of now because of like this whole thing like it kind of took kind of took a backseat but um, but I, I guess prior before that like right. I took a little bit of a break um, from it and I was only participating in like league bowling. But yeah yeah that's how that's how I kinda got into it. Mm. So
3: for our viewers, a vlog is a video style yes, vlog. It is right? a video
2: style vlog. Um I would get I would definitely say it's a uh a free form type of uh type of video log series where you can kinda do any type of format that you want. The most popular uh that's on like YouTube and stuff is basically your day to day. Um but it could be like travel, it could be how to, it could be, you know um pretty much anything that you're really interested in I and mean, then you just kind of throw it on camera and you know you have fun with it. so <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much what a vlog is and what what I like to do with it So, Can you tell us a little bit more about the one um, you're working on? So the ones the one that I'm working on right now is uh, is when like my, my, my sister came to visit and um, like the first video I put out is like her, coming to visit my sister's place and then the next couple of ones I can't spoil too much because I kind of want to surprise everybody. We, we actually go to like this really really cool uh, kind of like hotel like uh, out in Jersey and stuff like that. And It wasn't too far. It was literally like there for a weekend. So I've been working on that. Um, it's meme filled. I don't take myself seriously. <laughs> um, I think I've gotten to, the, to that part of an age in my life where I can enjoy uh, I can enjoy myself and not take myself so seriously and just laugh and poke fun and let positive and good things happen. And even if they're unscripted and stuff like that, yeah. you know, just, uh, I thought, yeah, it's always good. Yeah, always I find good. myself, like, the less I do, the more I get it. I don't know if that makes sense, but, but yeah.
0: No, it does. Sometimes, like, the best moments are, like, the unplanned yeah, ones. Yeah.
2: Especially when they, especially when they come out way better than you expected it to. And it's just... You can only just yeah, yeah. And off, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and these are pretty cool because then, like, somewhere along the line, these are, like, memories that you almost Oh, for yeah, yourself. for sure. And I think
2: that's... That is, like, I think, I think like, the main core of, uh, my inspiration for doing vlogs is because I told myself, like, the day that it's not fun is the day I stop. <laughs> or the day I take a break, at least. Um... And it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be fun yeah i think for sure I of course
0: that's like one of the things that's almost like for anything in life At if at some point something no longer becomes fun and it feels like it's like a job or like
2: you're obligated yeah. it's like it's done i mean it could lose its worth <laughs> but like but at the same time it's like you know it's something that you know you kind of take in the territory of because not like especially when you get into something and you're really passionate about it, you you have to take everything that comes with it, right? The good and the bad. So, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I know you collect um like different sorts of deck of cards. Oh. Like how'd you
2: get into oh, that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so um we're one in my we're we're kind of now in one of my favorite rule houses to talk about. So if if you're a collector, <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be playing cards. Mm-hmm. It just so, that just so happens to be. I honestly believe like the root cause of all things when you're a collector is like intrigue and curiosity you know um why are the colors inverted Mm -hmm. why are these cards marked why are ohio's um, superior to kentucky's (laughs) and you find the discovery probably even more profound than like the sensation of you know actually getting that last thing that you've been trying to collect for like months and i think that's something to say
3: pretty cool. I had no idea there were so many different styles. Yeah, and yeah, so I saw and that's your barely scratched the
2: surface. Uh, there are so many pages of people who are so um, adamant and like passionate about uh, collecting. Um, and I actually like venturing to see what other people collect in terms of like it doesn't have to be like their cards. Like I like to see why they like to collect uh, stamps or why they why they collect uh, like to collect coins or sneakers. Um, and they all kind of like at the end of the day they all kind of like say oh. You know, I just wanted to see what it was like, or I just wanted to see what it was like to have it. And I think it's really cool. And I think that's okay, you know?
1: Uh, what would you say your top three video games of all time? Oh, man.
2: Favorites? Top three favorite video games of all time. Um, just because, like, it's been... It's been such a big, like, type of... Uh, part of, like, my, my, my childhood. Like, me and my sister... Uh, who's a year older than I am we played Final Fantasy 6 for the Super Famicom uh, also known as Yes and Yes here in the US um, mm. because you know the feels and the storytelling and the music was so polished at the time like <laughs> I could not get over that game that game was uh, I think also kind of like shaped the way I am as a musician because all of the stuff the components mm. used to create that story through that game was really like was really groundbreaking and at the same time so clean that I wanted to like I wanted to be able to, to storytell like that um, with such like vigor, you know? And I don't know, I thought it was ahead of its time. Anyway, that's the first game. <laughs> uh, so I think I went way too hard on the first game. <laughs> uh, the second one, I probably would have to say Ultra Street Fighter Four because... Uh, well, Street Fighter and... <laughs> um, interesting story. Mm-hmm. I have an yeah, interesting story about Street, Street, Fighter. Street Fighter. So, when I was super, super young, and Street Fighter 2 had just came out of the arcades, this was like, what, the 90s or so? Not to give away my age, but... <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> I remember, like, my uncle used to own a laundromat, and I would always, like, hang out around there, and it just so happens to be right next to a pizza shop. And uh, I hate to concede this, I remember I used to steal his quarters just to play street fighter at the arcade like like right next door and uh i got caught (laughs) so so yeah so uh, that's the that's my street fighter story that's the second one and then i guess the third one would have to be like of all time i okay you're gonna think this is weird so like there's this game for the ps2 called katamari damasi um and uh it was uh it was a really weird weird game where you basically had to kind of like take a ball or something like that and roll it as big as possible. I don't know maybe. It was. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, the so these big, were trippy. Um, but I loved it because like, it was so different and the, the, the soundtrack for it was so really really done well. Um, so yeah, that's a tough question actually. I mean I would like to ask like what are your top three? <laughs> favorite
3: the top three favorite video games (laughs) okay give Um, me me a minute for me
0: it's definitely street fighter mortal kombat yeah yeah. but like the old ones sound like super nintendo and uh zombies ate my neighbors
2: i think i rented that at blockbuster once yeah (laughs) they're like my heyday
0: (laughs) i still own them um I think I also own. I this is the weirdest video game for me to like, and whenever I tell people who are gamers, they just look at me and start laughing. But I fucking love Paperboy.
2: Paper no, 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 no! You're <laughs> absolutely vindicated. Yeah, to like Paperboy because I like Paperboy. <laughs>
0: yeah, <Yo>. it's so <laughs>
2: addicting. I don't know. It was it was so weird. Uh, Paperboy had if and if for any of you guys had ever played Paperboy on SNES or or any any of uh, the consoles. It, it had this very, very weird uh, atmosphere where you were taken to like, it was almost like very, it was almost like a farce on retro. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like, I was no, so consumed yeah. by it because like, you would see running dogs, you'd see, you know, yelling parents and stuff like yep. that, you would hit them <laughs> with the uh, newspapers and you're just, you were just so, you were, I was so entertained by the small things. I think, I think that's what really made that game so well, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, you mentioned Paper that's interesting. I know people <laughs> always laugh at me. Okay,
3: all right, so I think I thought okay. it through Pac Man because that's one of my go to favorites whenever I go to like barcade or something mm. like that. I love to play Pac Man. Um, I've always Ooh, been a fan Sims. of The Sims games, <laughs> and then funny. my third. The Sims, yeah, something about playing God. (laughs) And then I would say the third one would be uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum. And I think for me it was because for that that game, you know, to come out was a big deal because you actually get to be Batman. And not only did it put you in that, it's not about being in Gotham City. You go into the belly of the beast and he has to go through Arkham Asylum where basically everyone there is in there because of him, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's on his own. And the details that they put into that game, because you have to like solve these riddles from the Riddler, you're going up against Joker and Harley, you know, like, it brought to life what the universe of Batman is like, you know? you got to be in his mindset. Like, this man goes through so much in one night, you know? Like, I'm surprised I didn't get, like, PTSD from playing that game, because there was so much to it. Like, Like, you're in Batman's shoes, and you have to basically stop the Joker from releasing these toxins. And to me, it was just a great game overall. No, it really was a good game. I remember that's, it. Yeah, like that was that was like a big deal, like being Batman. And even the voices, like they went out and they got Kevin Conroy, they got Mark Hamill. Like it, it's like every.
2: Nerd I would definitely say right you, there, like, you know? I, would, I totally agree with you. I think Batman. <laughs> uh, Bat- Bat- Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> uh, got my words mixed up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it's like at the apex of um, of gaming for, for that specific like realm of Batman. Because like even like the fighting system, you felt like God. It it was amazingly done. Like um, yeah, I totally agree with you. That game yeah. is amazing.
3: I mean, I don't know if you remember it as a part where you have to basically go into the sewers, but that's also where they keep Killer Croc.
2: Mm-hmm. now in the
3: beginning of the game when he's arresting the joker you get like this cutscene where the killer croc comes out and scares the shit out of you you know like i got scared like i was like, like i jumped because i was like oh my god <laughs> like do i have to fight him later do i have to see this guy because i don't want to like they really went out with these designs you know and you even get like this whole like background to them like these uh notes like the psychologist notes like even notes from like Harley Quinn from when she was a doctor, like they went all out with these details. And I'm never going to forget that sewer scene where you're hopping over and all of a sudden K- Killer Croc comes out and you're like shit, 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 shit. And like the position, like if you missed it by like one second, he got you, you know, like it, that game just really brought out that whole like mythology of Batman yeah, to life. Job. And it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of how the series ended with the third game. Like, I was never a fan of that. That third game just didn't do it for me. But I did enjoy, um, you know, I did enjoy that one. And and then Arkham City was fun too because then you finally got to get into Gotham City. But for me, if I had to say which one of those games was my favorite, Oof. it's gonna be Arkham Asylum. That
2: was that was that was well put. <laughs> I don't think you could hit that in the nail any better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh uh my top three uh first one i'm gonna count two games as one but it's banjo kazooie and banjo (laughs) tooie those were fun
3: banjo kazooie (laughs) was
1: fun my absolute favorites um
0: legend of zelda
1: ocarina of time and yeah (laughs) and then uh animal crossing the gamecube
2: this is a really big album for animal
1: (laughs) crossing fans those are my
2: pre-switch Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before that new game came out, so... Yeah, yeah. It's a
1: cult I can classic. definitely
2: sympathize with Ocarina of <laughs> Time because that's actually my sister's favorite game of all time, Ocarina of Time, and she beat it in one sitting. Mm. Like She started at 6pm and finished it what? at 6am huh. um, just because she had such a knack for for that game. I just remember song, seeing her like in the water level at like freaking midnight or something like that. <laughs> I was just flabbergasted like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> That's what probably took her the longest <laughs> you like anything any <laughs> that you would probably have a you're just like oh my goodness get me out of here <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah.
1: flashbacks. Um so on the flip side what would be your three least
2: favorite things? jeez oh man uh I just have the top (laughs) of my head uh three least okay so I used to go to the doctor a lot because like I had a really weak immune system growing up and I remember going into a doctor's appointment Mm. and this doctor gave me a game and I was like what? (laughs) like he gave me a Super Nintendo card (laughs) and the name and the name of the game was called (laughs) Captain Novelin, um and uh Captain Novelin was really, really funny because, like, it's actually a game about nutrition. <laughs> I hated that game. It was <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Um, I might have to come back to you or the other two. I don't know. I don't know. I would like to ask, like, I guess throw it back to the other guys. Do you guys have a, a game that you hated? And, like, um,
0: so it's funny because I'm not, like, a big gamer. Okay. Like, I like the old stuff and then I kind of, like, dropped off the wagon after a <laughs> <fair>. Super Nintendo. <laughs> um, but, like, I've played, like, some recent games here and there, but um, I'm really bad at playing any game where I'm not staring at the ground or the oh. sky the whole time. Because I just don't know. So I guess, the like, games like Halo or, like, Call of Duty... Like I would never get a kill in, and I would just be staring at the sky or the ground the whole time trying to figure it out. I think some
3: something like that. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Game I don't (laughs) like. Think what's a game I don't like? There was a game. um, I guess come back whenever you come up with one. There was a game that I actually pre-ordered, and I was I was younger, and I, I remember working. I used to work at Subway. Believe it or not. And that one summer, I saved my money, and I was like, "Okay, I'm definitely gonna get this game." It was it was a game called State of Emergency that was produced by Rockstar Games, who uh, who also frontlined, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto. So they came out with this game, bought this game. I was super excited. Mm-hmm. Played ten minutes and was absolutely disappointed. <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, uh, the That's worst stuck. Uh, game. I totally totally
0: hate it <laughs> you know now that you mentioned grand theft auto that's one of my favorite video games as well and i love the one that it like simulates mm, yes. new york Let me see. and like you liberty would, city yes you would drive to like where coney island was and you would like <laughs> go steal like the nicest cars and then drive over to, like, the strip club (laughs) and, like, smack up
2: a bitch. It was great. I wasn't expecting
0: to say (laughs) that. Yo, I miss those games so much.
3: (laughs) GTA. Yeah. There's so many games that started following that. Like, I remember there was a Scarface game, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole premise of the Scarface game was the Bolivians didn't kill him, that you get a chance to shoot (laughs) the guy who kills him in the movie. And, Mm um, and... Ignore the spoiler because if by now you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. It's you, you it come on. <laughs> Everyone knows. And then they also did it for the Warriors, where it was a prequel before the movie, like when they were forming the gang and stuff. And they follow that same GTA format, like those mission formats. Like it's open world, you get to go around and stuff, but you also have to complete these missions as those, those characters,
2: which was I kind of cool. It's... Yeah.
3: But it gets redundant though. Like, I don't think I fit. I didn't finish Scarface because at some point it's just redundant. Like, okay, <laughs> here I go after another drug dealer trying to get my empire back up. Like, how many of these guys are there? I'm tired of this, you know? And I just stopped playing.
2: I Maybe never the developers any at any the time, time ran out,
3: <laughs> but I did so, I
0: think okay, I have two seven.
1: that come to mind when it comes oh, yeah, to ones okay. that I remember being really disappointed over. One of them was Spore because the hype on that one was unreal and it didn't live up at all to what it turned out to be and i think the second one second one's weird because it's no longer on this list but the when it first came out it was that was no man's sky it's good now yeah
2: that that, but it sucked when it came out (laughs) it's weird um, everyone was talking about it it was on pre-order and uh it was it had such a high expectation. Um, mm. kinda like my second game that I hated. <laughs> so 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 yeah. So totally agree. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they delivered none of their promises mm. until like a year or two after
2: it came out.
3: All right, here's another one. Top oof. three favorite movies. Top three and... favorite movies. Okay.
2: Um. <laughs> oof. I guess the first one would have to be uh, the Shawshank Redemption. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but I loved, loved, loved wow. that movie. Um
3: Really? That's the second reference to that movie I hear yep. today. I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Shawshank Redemption yeah. was
2: such like, I it's it's one of those things like I feel like it's synonymous with Super Mario Brothers and uh, Bill Clinton being the president. Like it was such a big part of like uh, my upbringing because like you know. <laughs> Uh, it was a great story about hope. I don't think you can just get it any better than that, honestly. Uh, I guess like the second movie would be mm-hmm. The Godfather. That's um, kind of like a rite of passage for guys, at least for me. <laughs> one too. And I guess the yeah. third movie, Ooh. I might have to come back to you with that one. <laughs> it's a loaded question. Yeah.
3: It's a hard question to answer. No, trust me, I feel you. That's a tough one. Like
0: I said, it's
3: a tough one. one.
0: Scream is definitely up there for me. Ironically, for sure. Um, but I'm like such a big like film buff Mm. that it's like so hard to answer that um, Drive is definitely I definitely there. can see
2: that. I haven't seen Drive. Um, I think I'll add that to the list. Let's watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should. Drive is and great. Then, That's a really good one. Um, I really oof, like Quentin yes. Tarantino, so I want to say, like, um, uh, maybe Yeah, like mm,
2: Inglourious Basterds. Uh, funny story about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I actually did uh, my final speech class essay or like speech I had to do for like speech 101 was actually on Quentin Tarantino. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, get, I, I gave sort of like a quote oh, unquote dissertation really cool. on censorship <laughs> and talked for 15 minutes about why <laughs> Kill Bill had that one scene where she kills all those guys and it's black and white as opposed to it's a. Uh, I guess like quote unquote the release counterpart where it wasn't censored at all, <laughs> with the color. Um, so so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could go on with <laughs> films
3: forever. <laughs> yeah, like I'm really sitting here, and there's so many that come to mind, and there's just like it's like it's hard. Like like for me, I have I break it down by genre, I break it down by type, I break it down by director. You know, like there's so many like categories that I break it into, and then I'm like wait what would my top three actually be, you know? Mm -hmm. I know for a fact, one of them is uh, Breathless by Jean-Luc Godard. And I think it's because when I first started getting into um, film studies in college, right? Um, That was one of the first movies we watched. And it was was the movie that basically set off the whole French new wave. And I remember 18-year-old me sitting in that class, watching this, and i was like this is the movie that basically inspired everyone that i enjoy like tarantino says that's one of the movies that basically inspired him to do pulp fiction because of the way the jump cuts the style the heat, does, the anti hero you know like there's so much to that movie and i was excited to see it then and then i remember for one of the anniversaries film forum had it and i remember being so excited and i went to go see it and to have that experience again was amazing you know like it's one of those movies that you really just like appreciate because you don't know who to root for but that's what's so great about it it's so well written that you're just like yo I don't care who I'm rooting for at this point you just enjoy the fact that this story is happening even if it is with jump cuts even if it's skipping parts because it makes you realize you don't need all that jargon you literally can just jump to the next piece and know what's happening you know and that's something I've wanted to carry through in my own styles and my own writing so, if any time I'm asked about a movie, that's definitely one of the top ones that Ooh, comes up to me. Well said. That's one of my favorites.
2: That was really deep.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Mm. <laughs> any of <your> favorite movies? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's hard. <laughs> like the rest is hard, but that's the re- number one. That's my go to.
1: I think I'd go with Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> um August rush
3: and Oh any so movie really by Wes Anderson. I love <laughs> Wes Anderson Oh I love he's good too he, Wes he, his
1: good. his cinematography does it makes my brain Favorite feel Favorite Wes Anderson <laughs>
2: film His soundtrack <laughs> I love him <laughs> Okay 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 all right I think we're just going off topic and That's not fair <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um so if anyone, if no one else has any movies they'd like to submit, <laughs> um, let's uh, talk about, I know we, uh, we touched on the current health climate a few times uh, <laughs> during the interview, but uh, a question I wanted to ask was, um, in what ways would you say that it's changed your day-to-day life other than, you know, kind of the obvious ones? Like, how is it? Affected in your life, kind of in Uh, ways that you might have not expected.
2: A way that
1: hard question. A way that (laughs) we have
2: now has changed, um, changed myself, I guess, unexpectedly. Like,
1: yeah, something that you wouldn't have anticipated would have that's like changed in your day to day.
2: Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh wait, maybe I shouldn't go downstairs and check the mail. Like, you know, and like those really, really small things, like that, just catches me off guard, or like, Mm. you know. For example, like, you know, if my mom needs to, like, uh, pick up her medicine, I have to be conscious and say, okay, I need to go, I need to go do this for her, because, you know, that's not something she can normally do by on her own. Like, really small things like that has changed it, kind of, like, conglomerated and mm-hmm. added up to, like, some, some type of big, like, mental change for me, I guess. Um, and I think that's part of, like, that's part of the scary thing. Yeah. It's, like, I think I said this before, like, um, when I was talking to someone about like this whole thing it's like it's like us trying to do normal things in a pandemic you know like and uh we have to kind of kind of accept the fact that it is mm. what it is um even though we're trying to go about like our normal lives like you know it's gonna be a lot yeah. different coming out of it i think for sure but there'll be some there'll be some type of like return to normalcy i think like that everyone's gonna try and strive for because i mean let's face it you know people are creatures of habit and and that's okay you know so i think like you know mm. trying to find a day-to-day or like a ritual or something like that that kind of keeps you grounded it's totally cool even amongst like this whole thing and i guess like all those small things kind of like caught me off guard unexpectedly because i you know mm. it, was, it was just like oh it was, it was more of like as a matter of fact like oh i can't do this because of this and it you know i guess like as an artist you know it also it also goes with what you do.
0: Has there been, like, anything, like, uh, like, random that you're like, damn, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) I would normally not do this. I mean, I guess
2: beyond the obvious of, like, washing your hands every six seconds, that's different. Putting on lotion more often, that's different. (laughs) Um, uh, Just because of, like, how dry your hands get. Um, And I remember, okay, so interesting story, like, um, I live with my mom as well as my girlfriend, and we have, like, separate areas and rooms and stuff like that. Because you know, New York is like ex- crazily expensive. <laughs> so, um, my sister came. My sister yeah. and her yeah. husband mm-hmm. came to visit to drop off some stuff for my mother, and we all went down because it was quite a lot. Um, and her um, her grandkids were there, and she was so excited. She wanted to hug her grandkids, and I I immediately and and I apologized um, to her right after this. I I immediately yelled at her, and I'm like, "Are you crazy?" Like, don't do that. <laughs> and she was literally like kind of like doing like the pee-pee dance. I don't know if you I don't <laughs> mentally picture that in your head. Like she was like, I want to hug my kids. I'm like, no, you can't do that. And, and that, that really caught me off guard because when I apologized to her, I'm like, man, you know, that's something that I would never consider ever doing in my entire life. How do you tell your mom or how do you tell... In some aspects like your grandmother your grandmother her their grandmother that you can't hug their kids you know and that's that's a little disheartening but at the same time that's the reality of it
3: right I mean that's that's what things are looking like now I mean I see on Instagram Facebook there was one about a little girl she wanted to see her grandparents so they put a, sh- a clear sheet right on the door frame and arm sleeves it was two sets of arm sleeves one for her so she can hug her grandma from outside and the other one was pointed Inward, so the grandma could then go ahead and hug her and i think that picture just shows where we at right now you know like you right. don't realize how much human contact so we true. have until it's taken away cool
2: cool well, that was pretty thanks for having me i really appreciate actually. it i'm actually kind of like a. am actually
0: yeah, kind was... of a big fan actually <laughs> yeah it was definitely fun
2: <laughs> yeah i mean podcast yeah, it's really actually good, so.
0: pretty cool to hear this is really cool
2: it was kind of kind of weird <laughs> at the same time but i like weird i think anyone who listens to this pod, uh, podcast can concede to that so.
0: <laughs> it was funny because mm. we were like uh I, like i already had like prepared you i was like dude we want you on the show just don't know when but we want you on the show and then i was like all right so we're like, um, yo, is there renovable time
2: yet? So I like time. to be able to fit into <laughs> your guys' world. I'm just a visitor, so. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That
0: was pretty cool. Thank you for. I think I learned like... a lot more that was fun. Than
2: I would yeah, expect, us. and that was really cool. Yeah. Was fun. We got Thank to know you, a lot more about you.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of queen's grid check in next week when we interview carlos reyes a tattoo artist from queens stay plugged in